Okay, let's begin the um, the fifth parak. This is now tough. What are we on? Tough Lamed uh, Aleph. So the Gemara, the Mishnah begins. So when it comes to an animal going out on Shabbos, now we ha- we are mutzuvah shvitat behema. So you can't get animals to work for you on Shabbos, which includes carrying. However, just like a human being, there are certain things a person can wear as not considered carrying. For example, clothing, tachshitim, which is jewelry as well, or decorative pieces. Um, so too, we find there's similar thing for animals as well. But things that are, the, what the mission discusses here is the things that are for the shmira of the animal. So then things that are for the shmira of the animal are not considered a masoi. That's what the Batner explains. That what's interesting here is the Rebchaim defines it as being a tachshit, meaning it's decorative in that case. I mean, do you need the, how do you rationalize something that's a shmira? But that's uh, maybe a give more for, and maybe another time or more even. However, what the point is, is it has to be proportional shmira. As soon as it's what's called excessive, then it becomes a masoi. Then, it's, then it becomes a, a burden, a load on the animal, and it's carrying on Shabbos. So let's have a look. The Mara brings some examples of animals that need uh, proper, like, looking after. First is a gamal. A gamal can go be ifsar. So the way the, I've got a bit or a halter, or different translations here, but the way the partner explains this is, it's a chevluk shrim al piapema. So it sounds like some sort of like a halter or, you know, bri- not a halter, more like a bridle that goes sort of around the, I think that's the terminology of the animal. Okay. Vanaka. Vanaka here seems to be uh, the way the, the, um, the sorry, the Pneumosh explains. It says, Yesh potrim that's a gamla nekeba kishile banav hi chazaka bioter. Some sort of like female camel that's a, of a white variety that's even stronger. So it needs much more of a um, restraint to keep it like more, more, more shmira. So in that situation, it's a chatam. So they put it, they put it like a nose ring inside, by, obviously by its nose, and they'd restrain it that way. So that nose ring is not considered a, um, a, a burden. But luvdikas, we'll discuss what that is in a moment. <coughs> it's about some sort of a donkey of sorts. It says, but prumbati. So that, that seems to be more like a, the way the, um, the bartender explains it. It's a resin shell barzel. So it's like, that's more like a bit that sits in the mouth. Okay, the hasus b'shir. Now, when it comes to a horse, it's enough just to have a shear. A shear seems to me like a chain, or like more like a, like a dog collar that's held by a leash type of thing that you, you find by a horse. Okay, the kol b'shir, b'alei shear, any other animal that's restrained in that fashion, yotzim b'shir. Also, v'nim shachim b'shir, you can drag them along with a shear, and also umazin alehim v'tovlim b'mkoman, meaning if they are tamer. You can do the sprinkle and the mechatat if it was tamem met, bim komam, you don't take it off, and also tovlim bim komam. Now, interesting what it means is if the animal happens to go into the water with it, you don't have to take it off, there's no issue of chatzitza, because presumably it's loose fitting. Okay? We'll, we'll discuss that when we get to the Gemara. Let's continue. But So, tani rebi shmael ben verebi osi mishumaviv. Arba behemot nimshachot beifsar. So, this ifsar, as you recall, that's uh, more of this sort of the the headpiece or this is the bridle, I think it's the terminology that they wear around the animal. And these, these are as follows. What are they? Interestingly here, you'll notice the sus is mentioned here. Now, in our Mishnah, we said it, it only requires a lighter form of restraint, which was just simply a shear. However, here it seems to be, according to this understanding, Tabi Rishmael, that actually was even this ifsar would be uh, considered a proportional shmira. So, I'm a chizke v'siman, what's a siman? says, magifat, now, the fact that the Pasuk is not necessarily a, a proof at all, because it doesn't relate to this topic of restraints, but it's a siman. 
meaning those four animals are mentioned in that pasuk, and that, that's how you remember it, that they, it's these four animals. So therefore, Rav, Amar, Rav says, um, and again, the important thing is for a sus, because there seems to be different to our Mishnah. Next, Livdakas. So itani tani lagdakas, and it's, in other words, two different ways of reading this animal, or like in terms of naming it. Mandam livdakas, Hashem luvim v'kushim u'mitzadav. So again, the pasuk is referring to national or places. So the reason why it's called livdakas is because they're from luv. Okay, that's the. In other words, it's a it's named by its location. Mana lagdakas is because of av avmatis. Or what's av? Or mahu avmatim or matis? I think there's another girsa here. It says chamar salak. What's a chamar salak? According to Ruchaim, it's simply it's chamor haba miselak. Meaning it comes from such a place. However, I've got an interesting explanation here about Korbaneda. He says, Chamor It's up of a chamor, a donkey, that can go in the water and sort of swim in it. Okay? And so what do we get the avmatis? Because it says, because it's avmatus, or sorry, ambatus, he'd say. Not avmatus, ambatus. He has it, some, uh, mem and bet switched around. Hashem abati, like a bath or a pool of water. Shruchotzimba, they can bathe in it. Okay? some sort of gamal that it sort of grows and it looks like a gamal um, and in terms of maybe its size or dimensions and things like that but um, anyway those are different explanations of what they seem and then it seems to be that this type of donkey may require extra restraint so Rav Yona Amar that says Rav Ushai now that is because there's a when it comes to a ger mitzri it says but you have to wait to do shlishi the question is, this place, Luv, which seems to be near Mitzrayim, is that considered part of Mitzrayim for the din of, of uh, Ger Mitzri? So you can obviously understand why I bring this up here, because we just talked about these, these Chamorim from Luv. So Amarav Yona ben Tzeruya says, From what we see, When it comes to Egyptian beans, this is too familiar. I think we've done this before back in Zerayim somewhere. It sounds like earlier on. It says, Kedin Rativ, when they're moist, Inun Savchim, they would call out Luvaya, mean Luvi, Luvi, meaning they would call out these beans uh, from Luv. Okay. However, Kedud Nagi, when they were dry, Inun Savchim, they'll call out that they were Palmitri. So you find that since we're talking about the same product from the same location and the term Luv and Mitzri was interchangeable, it, the understanding is that the Luvi is actually part of Mitzrayim. Okay. Had Amra Ger Meluvi Tzarichla. If you find a Ger that converted from Luv, we say that Tzarichla Am Tim Shosharei three generations. So Hada Amra, Hu Luvi, Hu Mitri. That makes some difference between the two of them. Okay. Now this little piece is uh, Agarv Grara sort of pulled in here. It's uh, Rav Chaim says pulled Mesef for Kilayim. So you have to be careful when you read this. That we don't. You have to sort of shift uh, sugya and then come back in a moment. It says Rabbi Yoshaya says Talmid. However, What's this related to? This is relating to uh, the the din of Kilayim regarding mules. Now, a mule is a mixture between a, a horse and a donkey. And there's a, I think a hini is the other way around. I think which, which way is which. But in any event, we're calling the, the term, uh, we're just, I'm going to use the term mule for both, irrespective of what the father was or what the mother was. It's just an interbred thing. However, what's interesting here is the machloket back in Mesechtikilayim, whether we're choshishin la av. Okay? Whether we're concerned for the av's contribution in terms of defining kilayim here. So, according to According to, I think it was Rabbi Yehuda there, 
That's the that's the Divrei Talmud here that we're talking about. That's what it says Halachic Divrei Talmud. Interesting, according to Talmud, um, he says that despite the fact, I'll just read you a little piece of Reb Chaim. He said, jumping in the middle, says to because there Rabbi Huda says anything that the mother is a source. I don't care what the father is, even if the father was a chamor. Another, in other words, the product's really a mule, and um, it doesn't really matter because they're not However, if you've got mules that are produced in different ways, so one the father was a horse, another one the other, and the and the mother was a donkey, and you had another mule that was the other way around, they would be considered different minim altogether. You, there would be a sort of key line with one another. And that's what we're saying halacha is like that. However, the chachamim, however, they say, call min predot echad, because they say, we are choshesh lezera'av. We do consider the contribution of the father. So therefore, it doesn't make a difference if the father, in other words, how we produce this mule, whether the father was a, a horse and the mother was a donkey, all the other, and another one's the other way around, they're all considered one min echad because we look at the contributions of both. Okay, that was a machloket there. Again, because we're talking about donkeys and mules, that's why it's mentioned here, but let's uh, let's continue. Now, again, shifting our attention again, that's the way we do with the Nishalmi, very fast. It says, sorry, B'Shem Rebbe Zira says, Kamada Temel Inyan Isur can call Shar Habema Le Inyan Herter. What's this talking about? Now, here we have to appreciate this is sort of jumping forward to explain what we're doing here. In other words, Rabchaim says, Kamada Amad Le Inyan Isur Le Halan, the Mishnah, the Minitin Halacha Gimel. Now, what we'll learn later on, it says, This is top of things that apply to gamal that are either a masoi, because it's, or it's excessive protection, therefore, uh, masoi. Akud, a ragul, is when you sort of, we'll discuss it in more detail, it's ways of restricting the leg movement in such a way that it's mamash shmiriyatera. And it says there, all animals that are like it. So in other words, just as gamal was an example from which you can learn dinim by other animals. So to hear, the point is, in our Mishnah, dinim, we work for the Inyan Heter. In other words, other animals that are like a gamal that require a strength with an ifsar, they will be able to go out with an ifsar as well. Okay? In other words, it's like a prototype as opposed to an exclusive uh, listing. Let's continue. V'chen, uh, yes, v'chen asus b'shir. says, and we said a sort of, kind of like a leash. It says, v'lo kentani kol tachshitei adam t'meim v'tachshitei me'matorim. Now, when it comes to kalim and specifically tachshitim, in terms of whether that becomes tamer or not, that's learned from Nechemet Midian. And Nechemet Midian, when they took all the things back and they went tahar or things like that, uh, all the things they found, it mentioned atzadav, atzamed, all things that were tachshitei adam. And from there we learn that when it comes to tachshit behema, is not susceptible, is not uh, susceptible to tumah. However, we learned in our Mishnah, it says when it comes to this shir, we says, mazir alim bikomam, betob bikomam. Mashma, it became tamer somehow. So that's the kasha on our Mishnah. How is this that this shear is susceptible to Tumah? When you learn generally, Tachshitei Behemah not susceptible to Tumah. And we say, no, Tifta Ba'asuin Lehanoten. In other words, it's not just a decorative piece for an animal this year. It has a functional purpose for human being. It's like a Kli Adam. And therefore, because of that purpose, that's why it's susceptible to Tumah. I'll read the Reb Chaim because it says it clearly. It says, That's only decorative pieces that they're not susceptible to when it comes to something for an animal. The reason why the shear here, this, uh, this uh, leash, if you want to call it that, from one of a bit of a translation, 
It says the reason why that's susceptible to tzoma is because she ain't tachshid etzel beema etzel beema nasekli. Ella mishum de mishamesh lini tiruta. It's to use to there to regard or restrain the animal. The kli tashmish adam ho, and therefore it's considered a kli of a human being, and that's why it's susceptible to tzoma. Okay. Now the Gemara asks, Now the question is, this loose-fitting sort of leash chain thing that's going around the neck of the animal, as it moves, it's going to cause a scratching. It's going to be chodel. That's where Rechaim explains it. Just so you can see it clear. He says, he says, You can pull the animal along with it. There's no problem with that on Shabbos. Why don't it cause a cutting in the neck sometimes? And therefore, it'll be chodel. So therefore, how can you pull the animal along with this shear? Okay, that's the question. So with that understanding so far, is Ella that must be Kerebi Shimon? That must be Shita Rebbe Shimon. This is the this is the mission we've seen so many times already. You're not allowed to drag along along the ground all these manner of heavy furniture, bed, chair, uh, this bench, or this uh, sort of more couches. Translated as that, like we explained it before. Why? Because it makes a cheretz. Because you're going to inevitably. Create create a ditch or in, in the ground. Have Rabbi Shimon says because you're mitkaven lekach, therefore it's matir. So that's the understanding. Now Mishnah must be shidav Rabbi Shimon because it sounds like it's the assumption is it's inevitable. And nonetheless, you're not mitkaven lezer when you that it's going to make uh, these cuts or charits in the neck or, or neck of the animal or scratches. So Amar Avchinena Kada Datani that seems to follow the next shita in terms of if you're not mitkaven lezer, it seems to be okay. Why? Because talking about a delet goreret, talking about a door. Now, the door, as you drag it, it might actually make a grinding on the ground if the door's unfitted properly and things like that. And are you making charitz? No, that Mishnah says, you're not, because you're not mitkaven lezeh, it's okay. <coughs> okay? Uh, it's a delet, and it's important to hear, the, um, uh, Reb Chaim says, it's delet she'enu kavua. It's not a fixed one. Ela nigreret al arts, and therefore will drag along the ground. So it's not that it's not fitted properly. It's like drags along the ground when you're closing it. Similarly, machtselet goreret, that's when it says, Reb Chaim says, Mechinim balistomet ha-petach ha-machzela. Machzela is like a green mat. Afalpishi nigrerat ha-arats, despite the fact it's going to drag along the ground, it's going to, nonetheless, it's fine. Now, importantly, you'll see later on that it has to be some sort of tzir. It has to be sort of, tzir is like a hinge, but it's more like, in, in those days, like a hole in the ground and a pin that is in the door that used to swivel upon. It has to be some sort of tzir that's working on. You'll see why it's soon. Anyway, next case is kin kilon. So um, this where are we? King Kilon says, "Who Rabbi Chai says, who klish or simbo ma'acharei ha'machshersha shen chorshim? That was like a like a board or plate that used to hold at the back of the plow to drive it along. Other explanations I saw Rabbi Chai, I saw in the Korbaneda, also the, the Jastro seems to talk about this, some sort of like perforated metal cleat. In any event, it's some sort of cleat that they use if necessary to uh, to cover the door, cover the window, things like that. Here, more like to cover the door. Okay. Sorry. Um, not a problem. Then it continues. But Tani Ken also says, If you've got a machzela, uh, again, some sort of reed mat, here, it's, here the requirement is different. It says it needs to be kshura batluya. We didn't see that before. Before it didn't say that, because see, Rechaim was saying in a moment, he says, also, it's not a problem. Now, what's the, what's the importance of being kshura tied up on and pluya also hanging? We'll see in a moment. That relates to the mission we're going to learn much later on, I think. It says, even when you open the door, it doesn't land on the floor. It's going to, it's tied to this 
amud, and it's still it will be hanging. Okay, she'eno, um, sorry, she'eno nigreret, de'i eno kshurav tluya michzikibone. It's not going to drag along the ground. This is a different idea. Because otherwise, if it went on the ground, it would look like you're doing bonnet. Okay? Because you're taking a board and sort of sealing a... Like, you're taking a board that was on the side. If it, was nigrera, if it wasn't if uh, it was tluya. You're taking it and closing either... Discuss the window is a, a later Mishnah, but you're, you're, you're closing the doorway. Now, uh, this is different to what we talked about before. Dila El. The shari there were allowed to. It didn't have to be hanging. You could close it and open it. And that was that was the case. It was drafty, even if it was dragging. Because that, as I said, as I said to you before, it had to be some sort of tzira, to be some sort of hinging. Okay, fine. Next case. We're talking about this animal that has this shear that it can be mazin. You could do hazayah on it bimkomam. Also tovli bimkomam. It goes in mikvah. Now we said one second. Tamantinina. We talked about loti bolbahem achiterafem. We're going to see later on the case of, in, in the parak that talks about maisha yotza. What what's considered decorative woman? What's considered masoi? And one of the things it talks about is things that are going her hair. Um, it, there, I'll just get it. Language is lotzei shab berutsuashi berutsa. So like a like like a, like a sort of hair ties, things like that. And it says veloti pol she can't immerse unless she loosens it. So why suddenly with this animal? Oh, don't have to worry about loosening it. The shear is okay. And the answer is a very simple one. So uh, first, so if that's the that's the question. So Amar says no in afutzim. In other words, the case of the shear, it's not snug tight in the neck of the animal. Therefore, it's not a problem to him. However, these hair ties would be afutzim would be mash very very tightly done. That's why if you didn't loosen it, it would be chatzitza which went to if you go to mikvah. Okay, next case mishnebet. Chamor can go with this pack saddle, like it's like a thing that goes on the back of it. Um, however, that's bezmanchik shuralo. Now it's not considered a. It's not like a. It, 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 firstly, a few important things to say here. One is considered a beggar for it because it keeps it warm. Another thing, it has to be shuralo. Now, why does it be shuralo? And that is because we deal with another concern when it comes to carrying things on Shabbos. It's not just things that is it a masoy or not. But also the concern is perhaps what's going to happen, it might fall off. And if it falls off, you'll come to carry Rabin. So that's another thing that, that the Chachem were concerned about with allowing people to take things on Shabbos. Uh, fine. Uh, so let's continue. Has Charim, the, these um, rams, right? They can go out, animal, male ones. They can go out what's called Levuvim. Now, levuvim means that you'll see in a minute the way Gregomara explains it, it's almost like like a breastplate. They put like ore around Kenegeta Lev to protect it from Zevim wolves from coming to attack them. They used to like attack them there. And that would be like a like Yerahama. So that's what they used to protect the animals from being damaged by wolves and things like that. And Rechelot, these are female sheep, says Yotzot Shuzot. Shuzot is when I put the tail up to try um, and encourage mating. Kvulot and Kvunot. Kvulot is when they tie it down to prevent um, mating. The kvunot is when they'd wrap up, wrap it up, the animal, like some sort of beg it around it to keep the wool clean. Okay. And the final, the izim, when it comes to goats, it's, they would be tsrurot. Tsrurot is the, we're talking about the dadim, the teats of these, of the, of these goats, and they'd put things around it. Now, what is that? We'll see in a moment. So it could be two intentions. One is could be either to catch the milk, another one could be actually to be pre- to, to prevent animals from drinking from it, to dry it up. There's different explanations of what the intention would be. 
However, we'll see in a moment. It says, Rabbi Yossi says, all these things are Masoi. All the things he mentions are Masoi. Chutz me'arechelot Except for this, like, coat you put around the uh, the sheep to keep its wool clean. However, Rabbi Yehuda says, liyavesh, He differentiates. Rabbi Yehuda says it makes a difference. If it's liyavesh, then that's okay. Now, what's the reason? Sometimes you do it to dry out, meaning you don't want animals to keep drinking, and then it won't produce milk anymore. Or I think it's to make it better for eating some way, I'm not really understand that one. Sometimes you do it to gather it so it won't trip on the floor. As I explained to you, Rabbi Huda says, "Love la fluge tanakama." He says, "No, I'm not cholik on the tanakama." El lefrushe milta. I'm explaining. Da izim yotzotzurot et nan emat. When that's getting yotzuli avetz, that's when I want to when I want to go out to dry, to dry it up, to stop the milk production. Because why? Because then dimihadik shapir. Because that's when they're tied on the teeth very very tightly. Valeke la milchash and milchash, and then I'm not going to concern that it might be fall off. Vatilatoy, and then I'll end up carrying it. However, if it's lechalev, I'm just trying to catch it. The lomadik shapir chashinam, and there they're not fastened on very tightly. In that case, is a chashash that might fall off in your carrier. That's why it differentiates. Okay, let's continue. Chamor yotzeb b'mardat. So Shmuel Amar b'kshur alom erev Shabbos. It has to be tied up on erev Shabbos. Now, why does it have to be tied up on erev Shabbos? Why can't you tie this mardat on Shabbos itself? There are a few explanations here, but Rabbi Chaim says the concern in this kinsuya is because as you're going to tie it on, inevitably you're going to lean on the animal as you do it, and you're mishtamish bebehema b'tzidet behema on Shabbos. Okay. And you're not allowed to do so. As we said, it says, Lorachvimal Behemat is in the Sekhla Beitza. Buadin also Lashar Tashmish. You're not allowed to not only ride, Mechamer, ride, oh, sorry, no, that's Mechamer. You're not allowed to say, ride an animal on Shabbos. You're also not allowed to Mishdamish with the animal. That's like using a tree. Things like you're not allowed to rest, lean on this animal. You'll see why I mentioned the reference to a tree in a moment. Okay, however, Chanin, Chanin Maguftaya. Amari says, Shmuel said before Shmuel, Ravchia bar Ashi lo That's what he said, but Ravchia bar Ashi says, not a problem to sort of tie it on on Shabbos. So Amar lay Nahi Gravi said to him, Bekar, be, sorry, Bekalstirin. Um, he was noig in Kastir, meaning, in other words, Ravchaim says, Lavimar da tayakashtur. So it doesn't mean, not in Kastirin, sorry. Kastirin is a, is a clue. You'll see in a moment. What's this cluster in? It's like a truscal. I think you've seen this. Isn't it, isn't it uh, where the food is in for the animal? Correct. You correct. It's truscal. Correct. That's why I said it's like a truscal. It's a clear that cholimbet sabar behema. They put on the neck of the animal, but not nim sham seurim, and they would uh, put seurim inside it. Bali kadesh yolech also give it the food. He says, no. What Nahi Grab, what Rav would do, it would, he would do it with this clusterian, and because he didn't have to nishan on the animal, that's why they tied on. It's not, it's, so you can't compare the case. So Rav Rav Achabar Papa Kamei Rav Zira, Vatani Koshinot Bavus. Bavus Koshinot Papara. So if you want to restrain your para to the feeding trough, it says, if there was a chevel that was already tied to the, uh, that was already tied to para, you can tie it to the, the other end, you can tie it to the avus. And vice versa, if it's already tied to the avus, you can tie it to the para. Okay? Different explanation what the concern is here, but we continue with Rabchai. It says, nicha para kshurim atol avus. It makes sense if you talk about the para, the one on the neck can tie it to, can tie it to the um, trough. 
However, the avus, if it was tried to the trough, and you want to koshrinot on the para, I don't understand. Aren't you going to be mishtamish behemah when you're trying to tie it on? So the Gemara says, Amaraba tiftar b'ksharim she'eno shel kayama. Now, at this stage, is I didn't do a permanent knot. Now, this is a bit hard to understand where Reb Chaim explains it, but in but in any event, and it was hard to even a suggestion what difference it makes if it's shel kayama or not. And if it's not shel kayama, it sounds like you're not mishtamish b'tzide behemah. Okay? And that seems to be a problem in its own right, not just necessarily because you're going to lean on it. But he says the whole concern is leaning. Again, that's sort of giving a hint what the Amaprashim might be saying. But anyway, so Amrav Yossi, but in, in any event, it doesn't make a difference because the Gemara immediately asks this question. What difference does it make? What difference does it make if it's a Keshesh Kaima or not? So Amrav Shimi says, Tiftar Shimon Ben Elazar. What? In other words, I could explain that brighter about using, again, Securing this para to the avus using the rope from the avus on it. That's like that's like Shira Rebbe Shimon Benalazar. The Tani Rebbe Shimon Benalazar says Mutalish Tamesh al Tzide Behema because he's allowed to use the Tzide Behema. Where do we see there's no concern of using the Tzide Behema? You mean Mishdamesh Tzide Behema? That is Hitzid Behemesh Tzide Ilan. But because Rebbe Shimon Benalazar He's of the Shita. We'll learn about this in Mesechta, later on this, uh, in this Mesechta as well, and also in Ruven. So, Machlok, can you use the Tzide Ilan? Can you mishtamish b'tzide Ilan? Okay? And as Rebbe Lazar, Shimon Lazar says, you can. He's called the Kharamim. So, therefore, just as you said, you can use Tzide Ilan, you can mishtamish with the sides of the Ilan, so too you can use the Tzide Behema. So, Amrabmana Kayam, he says, you know what? You don't have to force this hand in this side to say it's only like shita, one Shita. You can say it's Lukule Alma. Why? Because Amramana ki amtei b'mesapek chavel chavel. In other words, when does the when does that writer say you can take the rope from the avus and fasten it to the animal? It's talking about on the animal itself and tying around its neck. It's saying that there was a pre-existing rope on the animal's neck, on this para's neck, and you're fastening it to it, and therefore you're not mishdamish b'tzedei behemah at all, and therefore it's not a problem. Look who Okay, next case. Scharim yotzel lubavim. We said the the males can go out lubavim. She or Mekursinon, that's the way the um the Rebchaim reads it. But I'm not sure what gears you have in front of you, but uh he reads it that way. And that or you do your placing there is sorry, it says Kenegadi bought by his house. Who 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 matris Kenegad It's like a matris, a tris is a shield. It's like a matris neged the uh to protect it from um animals of prey that would attack it in that location. Okay. Rechaliotoshuzot, we said that there, when it comes to these uh, is the sheep, is female sheep, they would tie the tail up to try and encourage mating. It says, There's two different uh, readings of it. We have shuzot. There's another uh, teaching, another girsa that, that, that some would teach it shuzot. But at the end of the day, they both agreed. It's just a manner of language. It says, um, That was to make it ready. Matadan. It says, Shuzot matadan. Meaning, the Rebbeim says mezumanot labia. So it's a language of preparation or being willing for. It. Where do we see this? Kamadatema shit zona v'nutzuratlev. So this is referring to a zona. There's different explanations. Rashi says, meaning shit zona is ervat zona, and nutzuratlev is is that she um, entraps like a nutzor, right? Like a, a mitzor, so she sieges the hearts of the person that she's trying to entice. But the idea is shitzonam that she is. If it's saying ervatzona, shuzot is that she is that um, like shitzona is like uh, ready for or pre- preparation for mating. Let's call it that. 
זה מה דמשכו זאת, כמה דתיים אין מכשיזים את הסכין. And שכיזת is sharpening a knife, and that's a, a preparatory act. So once again, understanding of שכוזות comes from that derivative of preparing this animal for mating. Okay, next, כבונות is למינת. We said, why would they wrap the animal up? And that's for its, for its, um, for its wool, in order to keep it clean. Okay, and then it says, and כבולות שלא יעלה זכר. And כבולות was so that that was tied at the tail down to prevent mating. They didn't want it. So Rav Avun b'shem Rav Chia says, where do we get this language of כבולות to imply that, uh, that it's blocked up? It says, And this is referring to um, when Shlomo Melech gave um, uh, L'chiram, Okay, it says, Mahari Ma'ila, what are these cities? Ashinatatali, Achi that you gave me, Vikralem, Eretz Kavul Areomazer. Now, why were they called Eretz Kavul? Because it was Eretz Shein Osef Peirot. It was a land that wasn't producing any fruit. So also the Kavulot, that same lash, we're trying to prevent the mating. So it's Kavul, all in that sense, some language of the Ein Osef Peirot. Okay, let's continue. So we said the Rabbi Huda says that what? That, that in our Mishnah, that there, there's a distinction. They can go out Tzrurot, Liyavesh, because we said in our Mishnah, it's going to be tied on very tightly, but not Lechalev, but not to catch the milk. So Liyavesh is to to stop them at production. That was tight. And that one is Shema Yipol. That's the way to explain the Mishnah. However, Tanu Rebbe Yehuda ben Beteira, he says, no, Ben Liyavesh, Ben Lechalev, it's Asur. It makes no difference. They're both going to be Asur. Now, why is that? Reb Chaim says, is because Marat Ayin. From the onlooker, how does he know what you're doing? So, so you would have Rabbi Yehuda the Gemara says, indeed, that's a good answer. Or my time with the Rabbanon. So, how how the Chachamim deal with that? Meaning, how you know to, to why, how, what gives them the ground to differentiate? So, Rabbi Yossi Barabbas is B'shem Rabbi Yehuda. So, that's left as a question, by the way. It says Rabbi Yehuda um, B'shem Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yona Mati Bar B'shem Rav Rav says Halacha Kedivrei Mishu Omer Bein Liavesh Bein Lechalav. Um, that the Allah is like the again, Rabbi Yudha Memetara, that makes no difference. You can't let these animals go out with these little containers on their uh, 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 on their udders, the, the ghost particular, irrespective of what the intention was. Asul Mishum, because says Mishum Mim Mephis. This is such a fascinating uh, language here. What's Mim Mephis? Again, what it means is Mishum Mar Ayin. But what do you, what, how do you know Mim Mephis is Mar Ayin? Penem Moshe also says this, but Rabbi Ari and Rechaim says, he says, like, Mephis is to cast a lottery. He says, you know, there's, for an onlooker, what, he's going to flip a coin to know what your intention was or why you're doing it? In other words, it, 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 from, it, from an onlooker, it makes no difference in terms of from the appearance of what your intention was. Therefore, we have to say, Mar'ai, Mishum Mar'ai, after Osir Bechol Mikre. Okay? In other words, it makes a difference if it's Lechalev or Le'avesh. Okay? That's it. Mr. Shem will pick up from this uh, halacha tomorrow. Call to the